0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Juice. Work it like a job. My name is Michael Dean Lord. It's been a minute. Joining me today, Mr. Pooh. Sir, how are you?
1: I am glad to be alive and I'm not using hyperbole. Uh, First off, I want to shout out to all the podcast listeners and Mr. Michael Dean for uh... December 29th I was in a really bad car wreck uh lost my car and apparently came very close to losing my life if uh one thing happened here with the windshield breaking or the steering wheel falling off or a car hitting me uh yeah uh I was walking around uh, moments after the accident with like just this pain in my chest the freaking uh a fire department paramedic was like, "Oh, that's just the airbag. <laughs> you know, you'll be all right. Just walk it off." Essentially,
2: Damn.
1: Um, went to the uh, emergency room and spent an eighteen thousand dollar, <laughs> sixteen hour visit. <laughs> Thank God for health insurance. Found out mild concussion, couple of broken ribs, bruised sternum, bruised stomach, intestine. And uh, yeah, I was, well, again, um, the ER people were saying, you're lucky to be alive. Number of different paramedics saying, you're lucky to be alive. And I'm just happy. Yeah. Cause I just can't imagine, you know, leaving my kids without me. And then if that wasn't enough, um, get discharged, which I thought was just a little bit too early, but you know, apparently kids were like, look, this is a business. We need your bed. <laughs> I uh, take a lift ride home and that car gets sideswiped. Wow. <laughs> I know is uh either the devil was working hard to try to take me out or mm. as my friend like to say Jehovah trying to get your attention. So mm. yeah, that one left me with uh whiplash, bruised back, bruised mm. hip and knee and another concussion. <laughs> Damn. Oh, yeah, and this is less than 24 hours. Less than 24 hours. Yeah. Mm. Uh my wife and kids when they cuz I had to get the car towed to the house, they were like, "Oh my god. How they you know crying and uh, reaching out to me." I'm like, "I'm okay. I'm okay." You know, once that morphine kicked in, I was good. So it's just a little, it's going to be a long road back to uh, being okay, you know, being able to work out again, being able to move around the house without pain. But again, I'm just really just blessed to, to be here to see another year.
0: Wow. So how are you feeling now?
1: I'm feeling I have my good and bad days. Um, I started feeling because I was taking these pain, pain pills every day. I was taking three, uh, 600 milligram ibuprofen, a 600 milligram Tylenol, a thousand milligram uh, Norco. And then they gave me a muscle relaxer. So like after I want to say a week, I was feeling like, oh, wow, I'm I'm feeling good. So let me stop taking these pills. I didn't take them for two days and I was all messed up. So I'm just reducing the uh, the pain medication because I'm trying not to be uh, addicted to or get have any type of issues with um, opioids and uh, pain medication. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I started physical therapy on Friday with some light exercises, you know, to keep my uh, muscles, my arms and legs, um, going. So there's no atrophy as well as losing any um, strength. And, uh, that kicked my ass last three days I've been feeling pain, but it, it's, it's pretty good. I, you know, just pretty much being laid up in bed and, you know, like that first night home, I was just in pain, trying to find a comfortable position to sleep in, ended up having to sleep on my back, trying to roll over, get out of bed. I was in pain. Now I'm, you know, mild pain, I say on a scale of one to 10, about a four, but then again, that's with medication. Wow, man. <laughs> Woo. And this was the 29th, you said this? The 29th. I rang mm-hmm. in the new year, uh in bed, unable <laughs> to move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I will say one other thing, and I don't I don't recommend it, but you know, hey, I have been smoking weed while taking this medication, and my lord. <laughs> that high is ridiculous and before you get to judging the doctor said it was okay they told me just do not mix alcohol with any of these prescriptions which I go lie a couple of times I've been seeing that bottle of rum chata just to just to get through the day and I'm like nope nope not gonna do it not gonna do it that's how you gonna mess up and
0: hmm. Ooh, well first of all let me just say I'm glad that uh, you know, basically yes you are alive that you you didn't like get any serious long-term damage you know not say that knock on wood uh that you were able to get back home quickly enough uh i can't even imagine what going through your what went through your mind you know what flashes through your mind when this stuff happens and then they go through it again it's just uh it's unheard man that's crazy
1: I'll be honest with you, during the accident, I don't know how many prayers I said as that car was spinning. And I was just praying. I was like, God, please don't let another car hit me. Please don't let another car hit me. Mm. Thankfully, it didn't. And then when I stopped, because that airbag hit me in the chest, trying to catch my breath, I was like, <gasps> and I'm looking around, like traffic is stopped. So I'm like, oh my God, thank you. No car is gonna come into me. And then I just, I kid you not, I broke down crying. Mm -hmm. It was just twofold. One, I'm glad to be alive. And apparently it's not more damage, like I didn't get flipped or rolled over, Mm -hmm. it car didn't explode or anything, because you never know with things like that. And then it's just that, you know, because I had kind of been going through a couple of things over the last week. I just felt like this. I just broke down like, what the fuck else is going to happen to me? Mm. You know, and then, you know, once I gathered myself, you know, but that's what, that's what came through. One, please don't let me get hit again. And then just crying.
0: Yeah. Like I said, man, I, I, I'm so glad that you're here with us. Um, 2022, uh, is definitely, you know not coming it's here and it is here like letting you know like yeah some shit's popping off (laughs) early uh toughen up or wake up right uh you know yeah so i can't even uh, i listened to your story and i mean i when it happened i just couldn't believe it and i saw the pictures like uh, jesus man so like i said i'm glad you're doing better i know your family your daughter and kids is loving that you're at home and just daddy's safe. Um, but you know, just another example, I said, wake up, is just another situation of where, man, we have to recognize the blessings that we got in life and, and where we're at in life. And it's, it's mm-hmm. one thing to say, this shit bad thing happened to you, and this may sound crazy, but it could have been worse. You know, and thank God that you survived what you did and you have another opportunity to continue on. Uh, and, you know, and and I don't know if there's changes to be made or just more of an aware, awareness of
1: life.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Because uh, be- believe me, when I, uh, you know, once I got out of that crying phase, the main thing I got to thinking about is like, like my kids, like mm-hmm. I like I, I'm not ready for them to be without me. Right. And, you know, my my my. uh daughter mia she's only four i just can't imagine her going the rest of her life without me Mm -hmm. and i'm just like and that's and here's another thing that is a very important thing because i was in a You know, maybe it's because of the concussion. I was in a state of I just want to go home. I just want to go to my kids. I just want to lay in my bed. I just want to go home, Mm -hmm. especially after the paramedic was they were touching me to the, you know, to the best of their ability. They were like, yeah, we don't think you need to go to the to the to ER. You're just going to be sore from the airbag deployment. We don't think there's any permanent damage. And I was really in a place of I just want to go home. But I got to thinking like, no, Anthony, you got three kids and a wife depending on you. More importantly, you got a four year old, you know, who has many, many more years to be with their father, to be with her father. Get your ass to the emergency room, because what I didn't want was to go home and think I'm gonna pop a couple of ibuprofen and Tylenol. And then I got internal damage and wake up dead. Right. Because of me being you know, one, being lazy because I don't want to go to the emergency room, how long that's going to take. And then because of COVID, I don't want to catch COVID, which like, when you in the grand scheme of things, I'd rather catch COVID than die from uh, internal injuries and just being hardheaded. And I was like, no, no, no. You got too many people counting on you. Go make sure you're OK. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, man. Yes, sir. And, you know. Uh, like a lot of people, this COVID thing is really starting to hit home closer to home. You know, it got close home for me. Uh, you know, I, I got the, had got COVID or I got it. And I was, I don't know if I officially have COVID or had it, but coincidentally, uh, exposed to it and then got sick a couple of days later. Uh, and it, you know, sat me down for a minute, uh, you know. It was a very interesting four or five days. Probably the first two hit the hardest, um, and you know, being a father and watching your child potentially have it too, you know, it's nothing fun about seeing kids sick like that. Um, so it was. It's just been an interesting week, um, and you may hear me coughing and stuff. I'm still like finishing off that. Hopefully and getting it back. But, you know, a lot of it was for me, it was, yeah, the physical part was uh, an interesting uh, thing to experience. But I think mentally is where I'm really kind of wrestling with um, just being sidelined for that long, not used to that, uh, not in control of the situation per se. Uh, you know, and then when other things happen, you know, something happens to my car, uh that was kind of messed up and just something i didn't necessarily have anything to do with and it, i was it almost it kind of like for a second broke me for just a, you know just in terms of my spirit about shit <clears throat> but uh you know um got a lot of love in my life so I was able to recognize like yo slow down you you're not going with what Ampu's going through uh you know um it's going to be okay type of deal but uh, you know, and I've watched people around me get sick and just found that another family member's got it today. So it's just a it's one of these things, like I said, it just kind of wakes you up uh to be more appreciative of the simplicities of life that sometimes we shrug off, like, oh I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that. Well, shit, you could be doing something else. Luckily, you, we, we, you know, we, we're blessed to have a lot of different things, jobs, healthy kids or family members, uh, when a lot of people don't have those simple things. So definitely, uh, you know, are more appreciative and learning and also understanding that it doesn't matter what our age is, uh, our life is precious. Our effect on people matters. Their effect on us matters. And uh, we got to take care of ourselves and each other. So there you go. There's my PSA. So <laughs> let me get off of that. <clears throat> but man, it's good to be back on these mics, man. I tell you, it's been a minute just being active and and getting getting out here. Uh, so we appreciate all of our listeners who've hanged tough with us and uh, all the well wishes and everything. Uh, man, let's get into some topics. Oh, let me shout out. Shout out to uh, those who are not here right now. Big Sexy and Sack. And also uh, Q Storm. Um, Man. uh, And and then, of course, the extended family. Shout out to everybody out there. Um, But let's get into some topics, shall we, mate? Uh, First up, we got to do it. Let's talk about some prints. And... Of course, all my Prince fans already have heard about this. I think it's pretty big news, but the Prince estate has finally been valued at a particular number after a long, uh, I guess, legal battle or uh, just a long battle to determine what the estate is worth. And that number that they have come out with is $156.4 million. Um, Let me ask you this before we go any further. Because I've seen people say, oh, that's a low number. What do you think? Do you think that's a fair
1: value for the Prince estate? Well, to me, you know, being a, a Prince fan, I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, I think that's, that's a low order because of the amount of content. However, right. when I, yeah, I mean, for me, yeah, the amount of content he has, all those records, um, the fact that he has Purple Rain, which is probably within the lexicon of Americana, such a cliche term, you know, as well as, you know, some of those those hits, you know, the, uh, I mean, I don't know if he owns any of the Batman songs. I'm not sure. But, you know, he has the Batman, he has 1999, he has Controversy, he has Kiss, some of these really great songs. The most beautiful girl in the world, which could all be used and licensed uh, moving forward in a way that Prince, that we believe, or at least we've been led to believe, didn't want to be commercialized like that. Um, but that being said, I don't know what exactly all makes up an estate and how it's valued, because I believe I read somewhere in the, the discord chat that they valued uh, Michael Jackson estate at 200 million, which now it's it's over a billion dollars. So if you go by that, judging by that metric, you say, OK, well, we saw what the Michael Jackson estate was valued at and what it is now, then maybe this isn't um, that low ball of an offer. I mean, uh, valuation.
0: Yeah. I'm actually looking up that Michael Jackson thing. Um, so I'm curious, actually, well, again, I say, actually, I'm reading off the internet. I don't know if this is actual, uh, since his untimely death, 2009, MJ's estate has continued to rake in profits. Of course, at the time of his death, he was worth around 500 million, according to Celebrity Net Worth. And in 2018, his earnings reportedly reached 825 million. In May of 2021, a judge ruled that Michael's estate was worth 111 million dollars. So,
1: I'm sorry, uh, what year was it? 111 million? May of 2021. Okay, that's wild then. Yeah, so. So again I guess I need to know what exactly constitute the estate and so Michael uh, so Prince's
0: uh, estate is valued at more than Michael Jackson's. <laughs> wow.
1: Which is I'm I kind of shocked how can they generate 800 million in one year but this the estate only be worth 111. So I need to, I need an answer to that as well. For sure, for sure. Well, I mean,
0: you know, I guess when somebody says something is worth something, that doesn't necessarily mean what somebody else thinks it's worth, and what would happen in real life, like if you put something for sale, right? Like said, well, uh, your state yeah. is worth a hundred million, but this company wants to give you, uh, you know, fifty million tomorrow for something. That that's what they determine it's about, you know.
1: Yeah, and at the, the same token, you look at Jeff Bezos; they say he's valued at one hundred and twenty billion, but he doesn't actually have one hundred and twenty billion dollars. Right. Right. So I mean, again, so uh, wow. <laughs> Wow, that's I'm sorry. That's just crazy hearing those two numbers. Like, really? Because you would think Michael Jackson had had way more hits, but at the same token, there's the the talk about his debt and whatnot. So,
0: yeah, know. and I think things like hits sort of relative. That's not a monetary term, right? Like, it's like what I determine to be a hit may not have no monetary value in the real world.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, well, but well, okay. I'm sorry. Let me take a step back. Let's be for for our tracks here hits in the... we going to go back to back in the day when a hit was determined by a number of sales. And he right. has a number right. of... That's what I'm saying. Sales. So yeah. the actual
0: sales, if you were to go by that, then Thriller would mean that his estate would be worth everybody's, more than everybody's, right? Because that's right. Right. literally yeah. sold more than anything. But obviously that doesn't play into the value of his estate. Maybe his estate don't own all a Thriller like that. You know what I mean? Like so right. his right. estate well, is worth maybe a portion of something other things but there are other things that have Michael Jackson's name on it like Thriller that yeah have sold into the billions but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's worth that to the estate maybe I mean I'm just trying to throw it out you know in terms even like with Prince right right. obviously there's more to what Prince is worth than his hits because obviously the Michael Jackson thing proves that that must not matter because Prince is worth more his estate is valued more than Michael's and we know that Michael has sold everybody so Right. There might be other things at play, I would imagine.
1: Well, just uh, uh, with Michael Jackson, there was the deal with Sony where he sold, where they, I'm sorry, he, they sold the rest of uh, their interest in the Sony ATV catalog. And he retained all of, I'm sorry, they retained all of Michael Jackson's publishing and ownership of his songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I could have sworn that that was for like half a billion. Well, that probably was. Again, whether that has anything to do with his estate or where That's, they are okay. at that
0: point, right? It could be two different things.
1: Now I'm See, this, at, is why we, this is why we need uh, uh, Big Sexy on it to, to break that down. to me. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I said, this, the Michael
0: Jackson thing just happened last year. Looking at the LA Times, a uh, Los Angeles judge has found a final ruling in a long running fight over the value of Michael's estate, putting it far below the internal revenue, internal revenue services, estimates, uh, it was worth, Jackson's assets at the time of his death were worth 111 million, well below 482 million estimated by the IRS.
1: Oh yeah. I'm sure the IRS, I got first of all, the IRS is really good at over uh, estimating your value as well as your tax liability. Yeah. Probably. So kudos to whoever the executive of uh, the MJ state is to say, nah, that's 111. We owe you 30
0: million. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It says here, uh, while Jackson's executors placed his net worth at the time of his death at just over 7 million, the IRS estimated that 1.2 billion. So there's a lot of stuff going on there. Obviously. Wow. Wow. <laughs> a lot of stuff going on that's a big difference seven million versus one billion <laughs> good good game for the estate
1: <laughs> and maybe he was smart to get it low ball like that so they ain't gotta pay that much right all we gotta do is look at jeff bezos not paying taxes or i think seven hundred dollars or something like that
2: yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: so but yeah so um
0: Michael Jackson, excuse me, Prince, excuse me, Prince. 156 million. Uh, what does it say here? Uh, so the estate's administrator, Comerica Bank, agreed on the figure with the IRS and the heirs to Prince Estate. The singer died in 2016 without a will, and his estate will pass to three of his siblings, as well as the publishing company, Primary Wave, who in August of 2021 bought out rights to the Prince Catalog, from another three heirs, two of them deceased. The redistribution of the estate's value could begin next month. Uh, Quote, it has been a long six years, says L. Lundell-McMillan, lawyer for the three heirs, who have faced a costly legal process to have the estate's value settled and distributed. The process came to an head earlier this month when the IRS, the U.S. tax agency, asserted that the estate was worth $163 million twice the 82 figure previously submitted by comerica the higher valuation meant the irs would claim substantial more tax comerica had sued the irs in 2020 arguing that there were errors in its valuation in the wake of the settlement comerica argued that it would have prevailed had the case gone to trial but the heirs had pushed for a settlement to bring the process to a quicker conclusion primary wave and the remaining heirs will now hope to amass new and ongoing revenue from the estate. So yeah, man. Uh, Hopefully this, I guess opens the door for them to sort of decide on what the next steps are. And they make it sound like they're going to be cashing out
1: some possibly some checks or money to people or opening the books up, you know? That was a question I was going to ask. So when will the family get paid? Because it seemed like everybody else has gotten paid, especially the lawyers. Right, right. yeah.
0: Um, And I'm not an estate planner nor a lawyer, so I don't have any answers to that. You know, I can only say, what does it mean for us as fans? Um, I actually, I don't know if it will mean anything any different. I mean, they seem to be pretty good on putting out product. Uh, you know, underprints, whether it's albums, merch, and stuff. Um, I don't think that necessarily would change. Uh, I'd be curious if that has some sort of effect on the decision-making process of things. I would imagine now they may even more ramp things up since now, you know, the heirs and the people in control are in a position to reap the rewards of all of this, of all of that type of stuff. So maybe their bigger deals are going to come now. Um, obviously you have, you know, companies like primary wave, you know, that are in the business of, uh, buying up high value catalogs from artists, uh, and doing other deals and getting them out there. So I'd be curious to see if this now will spark an even more, uh, or bigger push for prints related products, uh, and things of that nature, uh, I'd be curious. I I can only thing I really care about. Yes, I care them. I hope the family gets some of the money and I just hope that they can continue the integrity of Prince in terms of, you know, what types of deals and products that they put out that have his name or likeness on. But, but yeah, but one thing is for certain big business and business in general will continue to flow. And it looks like all of the players are in place now. Um, Hopefully the three remaining can continue to hold on and steadfast, but you know, we've seen a lot of these artists sell their catalogs lately and cash out too. So if that's the play, and if it makes sense for them, do what you gotta do. (laughs) You know, do what you feel is best, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I analyze a black man and seeing a lot of these uh, black artists uh, cash out and sell. I kind of feel like, dang, you know, that's generational wealth. But at the same token, I don't know what their situation is like. Yeah, well, I if George Lucas and them cats can cash out. (laughs) Yeah, that's
0: true. That (laughs) is true.
1: (laughs) Now, to be fair, (laughs) To be fair, I don't think George George Lucas had the vision of what Disney and his, his people was thinking about doing with Star Wars. But you're right; he, he went, he took the check, and he sold out and took the check and went home,
0: and got and got generational wealth. Yep, right. Like, what well, he got four billion or something crazy. Sheesh. Now, do they make that more now? Of course, but that's how any investment should work. <laughs> like, you don't want to buy something <laughs> and make less money. Uh, but I think, I think in terms, and I would sort of deviating but for somebody like him I think he was oh hey I've done all that I can with this without you know I would have to open up the resources to make more of this thing and maybe he was just done like you know it's like ah yeah I've done it twice and and y'all gave me shit (laughs) about it anyway uh, what the hell you know they'll take it and run with it and I'm four billion dollars is a very comfortable. It's not comfortable. That's that's insane money. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: not even generational wealth. That's like you know you go you go know, you do have the podcast. You have the podcast. Use fam like hitting you up. Okay, Mike, send me about two hundred. Hey. since four billion is comfortable. Yeah, four billion. <laughs> so he's sitting on. He
0: ain't got you know he don't he's got f u money. But even with his f u payout, he still was on his, you know feeling some kind of way about it, right? Like, right. He's called them white slavers and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> so going yeah. back to these other artists out here, we see musicians doing it. You know, I think I saw John Legend recently. He sold his, I want to say like Little Wayne has done this and stuff. You know, I don't know their situation. And, you know, to be honest, I don't even know the music business like that anymore. Like it may not be an opportunity to really, take it as far as you think you can with some of these songs. I, I you know, I don't know. Maybe if somebody says, well, man, I'm going to give you 300 million a day that you can invest in some crypto company or some other business venture that can make way more, more money than this music. I suppose a business person is supposed to do that, right? Like
1: That is true. Um, I mean, Mark can attest to it. The music industry ain't what it is. Yeah. Ain't nobody selling no. like
0: they used to back in the day. <laughs> It just, know, not, it's just not there. You know, and that, if somebody says, money? hey, you can make more money doing a weed company, what are you going to do? Try to appease people that don't really know the game because of some old ideals about what music is versus what real business is? You might right. be like, shit, I'm going to go get in this
1: business. This is where they're making the bread at. That this is true. F- and then... I- yeah. The other thing you got to take into account is the contracts that today's artists are signing. Uh, you know, back then it was effed up, but they didn't have you on three hundred and sixty deals with it, where your stuff outside of music, your touring money, your sponsorship money. They're getting the, the labels are getting the taste of that, right? And and what's touring like these days, right? <laughs> that's true, yeah, that's true. But and I mean, where would touring well,
0: be in- and? <laughs> 10 years from now right I mean, if it's going meta or something you're gonna be the one going around the country <laughs> bleeding money True. dancing yeah, and singing see. while everybody else is doing virtual concerts getting paid out the ass hey.
1: the artist that figures out which probably would be kanye because say what you will about the man he kind of do be ahead of the curve on certain things that figures out how to get a bag from the metaverse that's gonna change the game can you imagine just being in your essentially being in your room and putting on a concert, quote unquote, around the world? They doing that
0: now. Was, Travis Scott did that and other, some other was big giant concerts they had. All online like that. In, really? It was I missed in, that. Uh, you should know this. I think it was in Fortnite now that I say this.
1: Oh, uh, that's right. That's
0: right. They're already doing it. Speaking of, we'll transition a little bit into this conversation. So, uh, I don't know if I had said this on the air, but uh, this was back in Christmas. <coughs> Excuse me. I got to try one of those Oculus VR units, my sister has one. And she brought it up to my mom's house and she's, and you know, she's, we're all, you know, she knows I'm always trying to be up on stuff and we're always in, but she got one and I was like, and she had a headset before. And I had tried it before and I was like, eh, this ain't, you know, it was like, yeah, this, this is corny, but she brought the Oculus. So I put that on and let me say right now, I was blown the fuck away. Like seriously in my 52 years of age, I've always been, you know, I would always buy the new shit. Oh, that's that new hot shit. You know, or the new console, the graphics is on this. This right here felt like a real leap. And I was, I was shocked that it was as good as it was because I assumed it was going to be some bullshit. Uh, Cause I don't know, you know, you go to Vegas, you try the little, oh, jump on the VR. You want to ride the roller coaster? (laughs) And you put it on, and you're like, stop it! This, <laughs> this ain't shit. That shit, that Oculus shit, dude. Have you seen those videos online and TikTok? You like the TikTok where the people are like damn near diving? You know, the old person wearing the Oculus yeah, thing yeah, yeah, and yeah, they I dive. For some, I can believe it because I put that thing on and just it booting up, and you, you you're immediately placed into this environment, and the screens floating in front of you. I was blown away by that. I mean, it was that immersive to me. I was like, whoa. And it's just the, the whole feeling of when, you, when it comes on. And for, like I said, I didn't expect it to be like that. And I was like, wow, this is going to be a problem. <laughs> That's what I thought. Like I was like, yo, this is going re- to be a sad day in the world. Because it was so good, I can only imagine what it will be like five years from now. And I see like all of the little shit we always say, oh, people are never going to leave their house. Then not like I put so you that. Say it's going to be some ready player one type Dude, thing. Yeah, man. I, it's low key there now. <laughs> and, and I've seen a lot of shit before. So I'm like not impressed by nothing. I was blown away by that. And I was just looking and I'm like, whoa. And I just wanted to just kind of look around. And I was like, this shit really feels like I'm in some other shit. And just to tell you a few of the things that I tried, um, uh, I tried YouTube, right? So you you can click on YouTube. And there's a, I didn't know this, there's a whole VR YouTube section, apparently. And I started a video, and it was like a mountain thing or something, but I was way up in the air. And I felt like I was up, like I was looking, I would look down at my feet, and I could see way down there. I could turn around and look. I was like, this Fucking feels like I'm floating in the air. Like this is so disorienting. Uh, I looked at another video, a uh, motorcycle race, and you get on the bike, you sit on this a guy who's going on a track, but the way he has the camera is like on his chest or something, and it's like you're sitting in front of him, and you literally can just look anywhere, and it feels like that's where you're at. And I was just like, God damn, this is crazy and I was just so fascinated by watching videos so immersive and I was like this is gonna be a problem and I started thinking I said what if they have movies just the regular movies we watch now but instead of you sitting back watching them it was like you're standing or sitting right next to the actors in the environment with them watching the movie it was just it just felt so that would real. be, it was so that much would be trippy. Yeah. It was, it was, I was like, God, this is insane. And then they have, um, what did I look up? Uh, uh Netflix, right? So startup Netflix. And Netflix puts you in this environment. You can pick from multiple different environments, but I was looking like I was at, in a living room sitting on a couch and here's the screen is in front of me, like a big screen in front of you but it didn't feel like it was hokey. I mean, it literally felt like you was sitting in a nice ass room with this big ass screen in front of you and you could play whatever movie you wanted off of Netflix. I started, I was like, I can, I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like my brain is like, why do you want to watch a movie like this? But then it was so real. I was like, I would watch a movie. like this. And then I was like, I would imagine if, if you had a friend who had theirs on and they jumped in on this, you could sit like next to each other, even if they're in a whole other place and you could watch a movie with somebody or other people. And it felt realistic. I was like, God damn. I was like this. I was like, okay, I don't want to see no more of this. And I was like, and she was, my sister wanted to show me a game. So she was first, she was showing me like, you know, these little Android type games where, you, you hit something. It almost felt like a, or even a more developed Nintendo Switch or Wii. But you was in the shit. And you hold the things in your hand. And I was like, okay, this is cool. I was like, I could see how this could be kind of addictive. I'm not into this type of shit. But I was like, this is immersive. Then she's like, oh, you should try Resident Evil. I was like, oh, okay. So let me tell you. I turned that Resident Evil on that's when I was okay. I said, yeah, you know what? This right here, this is, this is too much. I start that game up and it introduces you into, you know, like, okay, you're in a VR situation. How do you control this? And I told you, you have these things in your hands, right? The little controllers in your hand. But when you have the goggles on in this particular game, You can look down at your, if I look down at myself, I can see a representation of myself in the game, but it is, it's like I'm looking at myself and it's this. and that's when I almost fell over because I, you know, my mind, I know I'm at my mom's house, but everything I see in here, I'm in this fucking game and I can see myself in the game and it's reacting as just the same as me moving my hands, moving my body. And I was like, wow, I'm in this fucking game. <laughs> and like, I, there was a, a gun on my hip, right hip. I reached down with the controller. I know there is a controller in my hand, but because I can't see it, I, you know, I see what they show me in the screen, in my eyes. It looked like I reached down and grabbed the gun off of my, out of the holster. And it felt like it was in my hand. And then it was a clip on my other hip I can grab the clip, jam it into the bottom of the gun like a real freaking gun, (laughs) click it back. And it was like you was holding shit. And I had like a knife on my chest. I could grab the knife. And, you know, all of that with the audio of the environment. And then it starts me into the game. That shit was scary, than a (laughs) motherfucker. And they got, you know, the bad guys coming at you. And I
1: was just getting a little too into,
0: oh, pop, boom, boom, you know, oh,
1: sh- and I'm trying to like, <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. I got a quick question. <laughs> one quick question. Yes. When you in the VR, did you hold it normal or did you give right. it the gangster you sideways? Could do it, you could do it however you want. <laughs> I mean, it was, it felt that real.
0: And I was like shooting and you know, the difference between playing a game like that and on a controller, on a controller, you're not doing shit. You're just moving the stick and pushing buttons. But here, because I'm physically doing this stuff, it was so much more intense because, oh shit, I'm out of bullets. I got to grab and pull the clip. They're not going to stop. They're not stopping to wait for you to reload the clip, right? The game is continuing. So everything just was that much more heightened. And I knew I was standing right there. So I was exposed. I, want, I could turn around or move and my impulse was to start to run or like i said jump out the way or you know you bust your head and what was interesting with the the Oculus thing uh when you first start it asks you to define a circle radius around you that is the safe space so you know so that means you don't walk into the tv or to the couch or whatever else and what happens is when you start to move toward the border the border becomes visual to you. You can see it in the game, so you know, oh, hey, let me relax. (laughs) Let me back up a little bit. I'm getting too deep. Okay, okay. So that's how it kept you. So that's when I watched some of these videos. I'm like, eh, these motherfuckers are getting visual cues not to dive off the fucking building. But there's the logical sense of the game versus your brain. And that was immersive enough that it tricked my brain to think that I was in these environments, and so I start to feel like I'm gonna fall, or am I getting like off balance when I'm standing flat footed? But because my brain thinks I'm in these environments, I started like whoa, whoa, ah, whoa, and that's why I was. And I took it off at that point. So I said, ah, this is, and I was talking crazy, playing because I forgot where I was, right? And that's why I said I gave it back to my sister. I said, man, this this is too much. But I gotta get one. But I was like. Yeah, this this thing, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a serious, it's going to be beautiful, delightful. It's going to be the next evolution of things. But it's also probably going to be the thing that for older people who are not raised with that, it's going to blow their minds. And I can see it almost feel older people may get addicted to it more so than the younger people. Because it, it's it's almost, it's a different type of immersive immersive that I think in an older age when you experience it, it could, it'll blow you away. Like, I think it's just going to be like, you don't understand. It's hard to explain, but it's easier for a younger mind, I think, to adapt to something new like that and can maybe separate, you know, or doesn't have enough experience to know the difference versus we'll fight. We're going to be fighting our minds over this and we're going to be like, God, this is so attractive. And I was like, I can only imagine when it's used for work. Uh, just, just uh, talking to somebody, being around other people. I think that's probably where it's going to really blow up as opposed, yeah, you're going to have your games and all that. But I think the watching the movie with other people or going to a concert in this type of environment, uh, going to the bar, at this type of environment where you don't have to leave your house and you can go to the club and the music's going to be pumping. People going to be in there looking how they can look. And it's going to be, you're actually talking to real people. I think that's just going to be it's going to be a lot. And don't even get me started on like porn or whatever that would be like.
1: (laughs) That's just... Uh, But But as we we see with... As we've seen with the cassette, not the cassette, the uh, VHS versus Betamax, HD, DVD, and Blu-ray, I guess porn might be the determinative factor of who makes the uh, VR and AR systems.
0: Yeah, man. Well, you know, I think, yeah, and I think the, the, the different, one of the key differences between the, like those technologies back then versus now, back then we didn't have these super powerful companies that was spearheading that shit. Like there wasn't no space, Facebook, Facebook's Microsoft's and things pushing the technology back then like that, that, and they sort of got onto it early and didn't wait for porn to sign onto it. I think right now, Facebook and some of these companies, they are already, no, we're all in on this shit. It's going, it's going pop. (laughs) We know we got trillions of dollars to make sure it does pop but we already got our place you know what i mean like yeah we're making the fucking headsets for this we're going to change the name of our company for this uh and i just think i can see why it's going to be crazy you know i don't know if it's all the stuff that we've always seen in the science fiction and you know the matrix i don't know if it'll be the way we think it's gonna be but by experiencing it myself I do know that it will be a part of our daily existence. It may even be more dumbed down and more addictive than we could possibly imagine. Uh, But I do think it's very real. And if it looks like this now at this early stage, you can only imagine what it's going to be like 10, 15 years from now, you know, the the internet, there's no internet bottleneck of brand bandwidth. Uh, you know, graphically it looks just as real to the brain, and the inner, the human interaction part is dialed in super tight, where you feel like you can have an honest, good, heartfelt conversation with somebody, or good times or bad times. To me, that solves all of it, right I mean, like that's the whole point of it. Like, if people can have these interactions in these multiplayer games right now, that are very rudimentary you know, very crude version of the metaverse. <laughs> Imagine when, when all of those barriers are done and yeah, damn the, 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 the graphics ain't even a question, you know, and it's right there that snap of your fingers and I'm, and we're doing this podcast in a virtual environment and everyone who's listening to us is sitting behind us. You know what I mean? And conversating, with, interacting with each other. It's over. And like I said, it, when the movies, somebody de- decides a movie that has that built into it, there's no, you don't never go back from that. Like, why would you not want to watch Star Wars or whatever the Marvel or whatever it is, but you standing next to Captain America while he says Avengers assemble and you f- and you're fucking low key scared because you see Thanos over there and you feel like you're in this environment and you hear the crickets chirping and water rushing in the background. It's over. It's, it's all over, man. I can see. And you know, going back to what we we're talking about in terms of people selling their catalogs and some of them selling their likenesses, like Tina Turner and things, imagine, oh OK, well, you want to go to the concert I mean, we see this now with Whitney, Whitney Houston, right? the Hologram tours. And if they have that in the, the VR, and there's Whitney right there. You can walk up to her and she just starts singing in your face. It's over. (laughs) And some big company owns that shit. They can do whatever they want to do with it. You know, yeah. So yeah, we bought the catalog. We didn't buy the catalog. We bought her too. So we can have her. You can experience Whitney Houston like you ain't never experienced before and you can be right at the crib. Just put your thing on. And all this, you know, again, I'm not going to put this on Prince, but imagine you're a fan of something super hardcore. And you know that after a hard day's work, you could flip from your work environment and flip to, I'm going to use Graceland because I don't want to say what it wants. And you can be in Graceland like you there. And here come Elvis or whatever. And that concert, Interaction experience feels real as fuck. And all the other fans is there with you. That's a wrap. And I think that's coming.
1: Well, I'm excited to see what all this technology is going to bring.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. I just hope I'm alive to see some of it. I'm going to be old as fuck. But I'm gonna be, I remember when we used to go to the concerts. But now I'm front row at the VR Ashley Brothers show. <laughs> I'd be like, Lord. And that would I mean, just think of gambling. All of that shit, man. it will be all so realistic, you know? Your favorite TV shows. Oh, you can watch them together. That could be the new movies in a sense. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you want the theater experience? Well, okay. How about this? <laughs> the screen ain't going to get no bigger than this. <laughs> and it's right. You know what I mean? We are literally plugged into your, you are, and you see your friends standing right there, sitting next to you virtually. And boom, here goes the movie and it starts. And there's a section, you know, there's always the gimmick. Like now there's the IMAX scenes, Oh, the screen changes. well, we have VR scenes in the movie. In certain scenes in the movie where you in that motherfucker. Man, please, you know, cats would be arguing with you. Oh, no, no, see, uh, the VR scenes, you have to see them this way, though. But I just want to watch them on TV. No, you can't watch them on TV. You don't really know. <laughs> you don't understand the real experience if you don't watch them with the VR. I mean, that's, that. cats will be arguing that. That'd be the new thing. And I'm not going to be mad at them. Because i <laughs> Cause I've imagined those VR scenes are going to be a motherfucker <laughs> and to, and it gets to the point where the whole movie's done that way. And we'll remember some old dude will be like, well, I remember there used to be this thing called IMAX. What are you talking about grandpa? Well, see, we used to go to the movies. You had to physically go there. What do you mean you had to drive there and stand in line with a whole bunch of people that were coughing and talking? Yeah, but it was nothing like it, you know, and they'd be like, that sounds crazy, Grandpa. <laughs> Why the hell would you want to do that? I know you kids got the BR movies and yeah, dad, you get to sit right next to whoever's the starlet of the day and titties swinging like a door in front of your face and the screen, <laughs> yeah, who don't want to see that? But anyway. Yeah, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited, scared and excited. You know? I can't imagine what work's going to be like. You ain't going to be calling. They're going to be watching your every move. <laughs> you going to think you work, from, you work from home? Well, yeah. We all work from home, nigga. <laughs> Did you log in? <laughs> your I don't see you. See you're at your desk there in your virtual thing. Where you at, Aunt Pooh?
1: Damn, that would be a cold-ass <laughs> game. You working from home, but got to plug into the Matrix to do your work? Yeah, man. You got a meeting.
0: Excuse <laughs> me. you got a meeting to go to, you jump into a different environment and, you know, depending on your job, it's probably even more tricked out where you can do all type, you know, moving stuff around, and grabbing stuff. And again, there's no barriers, right? Because everybody's a click away or somebody just said they can't make it. What are you talking about? Like, Then that means you don't have power or something because you, be, <laughs> you can't be too sick. Are you like you just put the shit on? Uh, So it's gonna be interesting, man. Be interesting. Anyway, anything else you want to add on to that? (coughs) Excuse me.
1: Nah, just like you, I'm waiting for all of the gaming and real world applications. Yeah, man. I can only imagine what the what certain groups
0: will be doing with in you know. So we have, you know, we have IG now and TikTok and Clubhouse. I'd be curious what black folks, how are they gonna take a take to, <laughs> what we gonna end up doing with it. <laughs> like, we never should have gave y'all niggas no VR. <laughs> I, can only, <laughs> I can only
1: imagine what we gonna come up with for uh, I can. I, <laughs> sadly, you know it's gonna be getting my record label or something. Uh, <laughs> you can come in the studio with me while I put this new uh hit out. What about OnlyFans? <laughs> I was, like why are we? I on, am, why I'm, we gotta do porn? Hey, hey,
0: it's not. Well, I mean, we. It's, it's OnlyFans porn. I mean, I'm just saying the IGs and all. Of, you know that that stuff is strong. On the internet world, uh, you know, it, we went from players' magazines to King, you know, sports. All of that stuff now exists online. And if you, th- I'm saying, man, if you can throw VR into that mix, cats gonna get their bank accounts empty, nigga. <laughs> oh man, yeah. you know how you know how we get to sharing. Cookie dough pics and all that. Imagine. What, we ain't we. Why you goddamn? I, I didn't say you, I didn't say me, I just said we. We all do our thing. So I imagine what that's gonna be like. You it, uh, know, like, it's gonna be crazy, man. You think there's internet stars or internet celebrities now? Imagine what they'll really be like when it just gets even more immersed. Impersonal. It's gonna be crazy, man. It's gonna be very interesting. And I, I, you know, imagine how our kids—oh, think effective. about Twitch.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, all man. of that.
0: And, you know, think of children. Now, that was the one thing. You know, I, I didn't want my daughter to try that because I was like, ah. I was like, it's just this is a little too much, and I can't imagine a young kid growing up with that. Which they will. There's nothing you can do to stop it. But it's just gonna be a whole new world, man. Because once you put that shit on. You'll perceive things in a whole, excuse me, different way. And it's just a, it's a way we've never, we weren't raised like that. You know, we didn't have that available to us. So I can't imagine the way we will perceive things when it's so immersed, you're so immersed into it. And if there's really no person to turn it off and it becomes so much a point of our lives that again, I can see why there'll be a lot of people that that's, they'll just put that on at home, and they'll have that bitch on all day, and all night, because they're going to be doing their work on it, and their pleasure, you know, their (laughs) games or entertainment will be on that too, imagine, we don't want to not play games now, right, like, fight with that, you got governments dictating (laughs) when you can play games, because it's so addictive, or people want to watch TV or movies all the time, well imagine that same addictiveness, but in a whole different way that is Overwhelming to your senses, you'll never want to turn it yeah, on.' be interesting anyway, what else we got to talk about Anything? uh
1: for me oh yeah for me for me uh Wheaton decided to you know what he said um keep your mouth shut, and people that think you're a fool, open your mouth and you remove all doubt. <laughs> What the hell was Josh Whedon thinking?
0: Enlighten us. What's, he, what's going
1: on? So he did an interview with the New Yorker magazine talking about um, his malignment. I believe that's a word over the past six. No, I'm sorry. Over the past year and a half due to Ray Fisher. And he decided, <laughs> you know, I think some people will try to, you know, maybe I've learned or I, I, I've listened to some of the complaints. I can understand how do see that? I'm sorry to those I offended or try to say that he never met this, that or the other. But now nah, he doubled down like I did shit wrong. And in fact, you know, the problem was Rachel Fisher was just a bad actor. And I didn't threaten Gil Godot. You know, she has a problem understanding English. So I think that's what was. I was just like this dude is wild. He's on his Alonzo from training day. He like, I'm putting cases on all you bitches. <laughs> <laughs> now my, my thing to you, Mr. Mike, cause you always talking about being a grown man, be about your money, be about your business Seen? I don't know if you read the full interview, but I'm sure you've probably seen some tweets seen,
0: seen clips of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What is your opinion on how this, bro- not this brother, how this dude can handle this situation? Because he's essentially has had since, what, July or June of 2020 to come up with a response. And here it is a year and a half later. And his thing was, well, I'm gonna talk about how crappy Ray Fisher is. Oh, people are talking about, I have issues with women and minorities in my film. Well, no, they just weren't that good or they don't understand my, my creative process. Gail Godot. Uh, speaking about how she he threatened to ruin her career. She just don't understand English. How does this help him? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know how it helps him. I mean,
0: uh, personally, well, I, again, I don't know a lot about Josh Whedon other than you know the things that I've heard and seen some of his movies. But the what I get from his interview, <clears throat> what I have seen of it, he's just doing what a lot of people like him will do is You know trying to uh place blame on others not necessarily want to take any sort of uh responsibility for his alleged actions now me personally if if i was him one i wouldn't even have done the interview but two if you are going to talk and you got to know they're going to ask you about these i think he should have just played it very humble and either said, "Hey, I'm, you know, it. Mm-hmm. I, I respect, da 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 da, but you know, I, I wouldn't go out. And, I, this it's wild for him to come out and say he's a bad actor <laughs> like that. That's wild. I don't see how he would say that <laughs> because we've all seen the movie. So it'd be one thing if the version that he's referencing was never seen by us and it was just something that was industry thing, but we've seen Zach's version of the movie and." That's not bad acting. Like, uh, Ray Fisher was doping that. Like, his character was very strong for that movie. Uh, so he's not making, to me, it doesn't make sense. Like, does he not understand we did see <laughs> the other movie? And wouldn't he have enough sense to know that they've been clowning you for the last year that your version sucked? Yeah. So why would you, like, are you trying to tell us that your version didn't suck? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make sense. There's no, no way you can win on that or you just sound arrogant. And then uh, the thing with Gal Gadot, <clears throat> again, why, why go there? Oh, she doesn't understand English. You got to know how this is going to play out, right? You understand the Me Too situation that's been going on for a, for a while now.
1: That part.
0: Even if you were right. The man Michael Jackson said, you can't win. <laughs> you're not going to win against that unless you have concrete video evidence receipts to prove what you're saying. And you don't. And you've got multiple people that have been coming at you. Not only Ray and Gal Gadot, There was the Buffy the Vampire actresses yep. coming out against you. Yes. So the thing, it just plays like somebody was like, well, are they all lying? <laughs> Right? Because it don't make Why would all of these actors put their job on the line to be a conspiracy against you? Like, you're not, you know what I mean? Like, this does not even Ben Affleck has recently come out and was like, yeah, th- that situation was terrible. I didn't, so
1: is he lying too?
0: So it just, you ain't. Yeah, you ain't going to win against an
1: Affleck. He's clicked in.
0: That's what I'm saying. So it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense for him to say these things. But common sense really sometimes ain't got shit to do with it. When somebody wants to feel like they're right or they want to make sure they get their voice, you know, then go ahead. But I just think you got to read the room man. like it does. It's probably not going to play the way you think. But, you know, if what he's done is true, his the way that he's acting now makes all the sense in the world, I guess, like because he's an idiot. <laughs> he's entitled. Uh He don't understand what's really popping out here. And I don't know if he really sees how he's being perceived. And I just don't think he realizes that unless you have concrete, physical evidence, footage, receipts, you're not going to win against the internet. They just, it ain't going to happen. You're going to get, they're going to come at you. And I don't know what his standing is in the industry, but if, now again, he might be clicked, he may feel like he's clicked in and can say or do, maybe they've made him feel like that to some degree. Well, that's the other the, part of it. I don't know, you know.
1: Here's the thing, it's 2022. The Avengers was 10 years ago. And people wasn't feeling Age of Ultron, and especially there's a, there's another one, Scarlett Johansson. Now, you know, she went at Disney, but uh not a lot of not a, there weren't a lot of people that were that was uh bagging on her for that, but she came out and said that she had a problem with i I'm, I'm sorry, no me take that back she came out and said that he had a problem with her pregnancy during the filming and that she really felt that the uh black widow saying that she was a monster because she couldn't have after telling the story about being sterilized was his way of passively aggressively getting at her so it's like but dude you you're not working for the number one studio entertainment company in the world. that says something, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I
0: mean, yeah, you gotta let go from all this shit, um, so I you know, it's just another example of somebody who doesn't know when to shut up. <laughs> that's how I look it don't make no sense to me but I'm not in that <clears throat> industry either so I don't know you know when you feel like you're right some people got to be right so he gonna, he's, he's yeah. his own worst enemy <laughs> and uh, he better yeah. hope that he doesn't have any sort of uh other smoke out there because they gonna give him the full package
1: yeah <gasps> I think anybody that's paying attention in Hollywood that then got called out for something, take your cue from NZ Sorry, That motherfucker was like, okay, I can't win this. I'm just going to shut the fuck up <laughs> and go away till yeah. until I can figure out a way to come back in here and hopefully that's blown over. Because, I mean, in my opinion, the story that was told wasn't that bad, but he he clearly had the right people in his ear, ear saying, don't even try to fight that. <laughs> you trying to you trying to go out there and win that? <clears throat> Just sit your ass down. Mm. Yeah, I was.
0: It's funny. I was wondering recently, like, what happened to Josh Whedon because I didn't heard him, and then he came out. <laughs> and the fact that that article dropped on Martin Luther King Day. Mm. <laughs> oh. Man, what are you conspiracy, brother? <laughs> what is he thinking? But oh well. Uh, I hope it works out for everybody involved. That's <laughs> all like I can say. Yeah. I know they. I I I want. Uh, I wish Ray Fisher. I don't say I wish, but I wonder if he's going to get to the point where he just really doesn't give a damn, and starts kind of pulling his uh, contemporaries' coats. And actually, he's kind of doing that right now with uh, what's the guy James Gunn. Um, oh
1: yeah that's right that's <laughs> right i saw online
0: that. just as recently as yes, yesterday or something and ray fisher's kind of pulling james gunn's uh coat like oh you was uh liking this other guy saying i was lion's tweet you, you still want to ride with that oh what's well, and then james gunn's having to come back. we'll see what happened was i didn't know that, that you know
1: yeah, I'm, I'm watching
0: the series Playboy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what's the show called? Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Great show. But I, 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 some I, I see there. some. Yeah, I see. I see what's going on. It's all good. <clears throat> not, not that I'm not
1: surprised. It's always jokes. And the thing about James Gunn doing that is, it's like, bruh, you got me too. Well, I'm gonna say me too. You. Around that, you you got caught up in that. So I think you should probably should just, essentially, like I said to our boy, our moderator boy on the Discord. He doesn't like his name being said on the show. Um, Sean Christopher. <laughs> He said it, not I. <laughs> I, said it, I said it, yeah. It's like when you had Charlie Rose, Matt Lauer, Harvey Weinstein, Louis C.K., who people swore they knew getting exposed for their sexual deviant behavior, you need to shut the fuck up until you see all the information. Hmm.
0: yeah. Well, I feel like, first let me say, James Gunn's talented. Uh, I feel like he's given sort of a, carte blanche and he gets a pass because it's jokes and his uh, allegedly the intentions are jokes but I sometimes wonder (laughs) but with jokes you always got to give it a pat right because it's just joke I think he said Mm he had some some jokes that involved children type stuff right but right. because it was jokes and he generally be joking <laughs> but i'm very sometimes it, it's like there's only so many times it could be funny it's like but why do you keep thinking of shit like that but i think and again he's to me he's given the same sort of carte blanche's uh quentin tarantino yep it's the same sort of thing i don't know if they would let anybody else get that type of pass to just make content buck wild extreme to the edge and it's just gonna get a pass off the rip i don't think anybody else would there's nobody else who gets passes like me. who else besides quentin tarantino was ever was given a pass like Quentin. like what other his contemporaries got passes like that
1: i can't think of any
0: there's nobody that's not nobody of color. There's always a limit, like hey, you ain't go that far. And he gets to go to all racial jokes, super sexual jokes. Uh, I don't know if he's any political type. That may be the one thing they sort of stick away, stay away from is the political angle. I don't know if that would expose too much. <laughs> but you ever notice they're allowed to go in super crazy violence and all of that type of stuff. And it's always played for jokes. Like it's, it's actually never serious. At least they say it's never serious, but it'd be the most extreme of all those things I just said, but, but, which you could never do him nowhere else. But he's getting, but he literally, I say he's just like Tarantino, but even more so because in the last five Six years, James Gunn has done high-level media stuff. And just recently, after he got canceled and was brought back, well, he's over the top with it now, right? And it's a automatic pass. And he was canceled previously. <laughs> but I guess because they figure, well, shit, he got canceled and we brought him back. You can go buck wild. Because they're doing some stuff in the Peacemaker, which I think is a great show. But... It was one that the dude had one of them pocket pussies in his hand? Did you see that?
1: I can't recall that. It
0: was that v- vagina sex toy thing. One of the characters pulled out. I was like, I ain't never seen this on no no other TV show in life. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> this is on, and I'm like, this is on a premium streaming. Service. I'm like, Dana, let him do whatever the fuck he wanted
1: to. I, I I still like. <laughs> why is John Cena in these tidy whities for half the show?
0: <laughs> Cause the f you to everything.
1: I mean, he's, and
0: John Cena is brilliant in this show. I I have to tip my hat to him. He's a comic comedian gold. Uh, he's killing it, in my opinion. I don't have the history like a lot of people do with him. I just like this. This is a funny motherfucker, man.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, for me, it's it wasn't the movie, the show. Absolutely, his take on uh, Peacemaker. Turned me, uh, turned the corner for me on taking him as a serious actor, but absolutely vacation friend. That's the yes. one where I was saying like, okay, he That got was the so turning good. point for me. That's why I was like, oh, yeah. that's, this cat's funny. Yeah. No, some of you know, somebody, you know I, he's done the Marine. He's done that Amy Schultz movie. And, yeah, this is Amy Schultz. And uh, the Fast and Furious movies where I was just like, nah, I miss me he on that. Fast and Furious. Yeah. The last one. Yeah. He, I think he was Dom's brother. I totally forgot about that. Wow. I don't even remember that one. Well, I didn't watch it. I just, you know, I was like, eh, I ain't caring about that. He was his brother. uh, That's hilarious. But yeah, um, the 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 stories, uh, uh, I'm love, I'm really, I'm really loving the show. I'm mad that it's week to week and they didn't drop the whole uh all the episodes because I want to see the next episode. And I ain't said that in a minute for a show. Yeah, it's a good show. I, I can,
0: I can side eye if I want, but I would. I sit here and recognize this is hilarious. It's well
1: done, sharp. Uh, yeah, you know uh, I you would know, think, comp- oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say people are comparing it to Deadpool, and go ahead, send your hate mail to me. I'm it's, like, it's better. are you? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, are you serious? This yes. show is way better than Deadpool to me. But yeah. then again, I guess I just I. Yeah. I get what they're trying to do with Deadpool. It's just not for me.
0: Yeah, and I, I think I was saying when I was watching, I was like, oh, this is kind of like DC's Deadpool. But now after seeing the three episodes, yeah, it blows Deadpool out of the water. But it's a TV show too, so they can go deeper and more stuff than a movie I don't think was going to allow you to do. But yeah, it's it's good stuff. I, I would almost argue, now I'm thinking about it as I say this, in my opinion, I think this may be for me the best TV superhero show I've seen. Period. Like even know. season one and two of Luke Cage? I was not a fan of that really. I like that. Wow. Yeah, I didn't, okay. I didn't care for that. It was okay, but yeah, that, that, that wasn't nothing special to me personally. Ah
2: me. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I spe- love those. Aside two.
0: from I love, you know, some black people was uh, just the actual show and story was nothing. I would never watch that again.
1: Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I got to go with what about the first season of Daredevil?
0: It was cool, but it wasn't this well done, in my opinion, just the execution of it all. Daredevil was cool. It just wasn't, yeah, I, I would not go back and watch it again.
1: Yeah, for me, season one and two of Luke Cage are, are the top. Okay. Yeah. Uh maybe maybe by the end of this uh, season I might put peacemaker above it but right now I still got Luke Cage. Got it. Got it. <laughs> um what else? I definitely wanted to get your opinion on this, you know, since we're both fathers, we're both black men, uh both yeah. Um the Kanye West Kim Kardashian situation over the past weekend. Yeah. <sighs> Man, man, man.
0: Well, I've seen. You know, I I just know of it from the headlines. Just in terms of, I know they're getting a divorce, and Kim Kardashian is dating this com- 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 comedian guy or something. Yeah, Pete Davidson. <clears throat> Pete Davidson. Okay. Um, I don't. I know who he is, but I don't know his work like that.
1: Uh, You're not but, missing much. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And so I've seen that and of course I saw that Kanye is going to buy a house if he hasn't already buying a house next door or across the street from his okay. Now I saw the new stuff where Kanye went online and was saying that he wasn't given the address to his daughter's birthday party and he, he went online and put that out and then I see that he actually was able to go to the birthday party and he said that uh, the rapper Travis Scott gave him the address and then he got there and is it Chloe? Yeah. Calvin, sorry, Chloe Kardashian said uh, let him in or something like that. And I've seen pictures of him with his daughter at the birthday situation. You know, it's hard to think about this. On the basic level, as a father, I hate to see this, right? Right. I can understand, I don't understand what he's going through, but I mean, I can understand like how painful that would be. But this guy is allegedly like a billionaire. He's obviously super, he's a superstar. Let's just say that. Super rich, superstar, rapper. His wife, uh, pop culture goddess right? Among other things, super wealthy. And they're playing this out over the internet and all of their, all of their stuff throughout their career has been played out over the internet and in the media. So I don't know how much of this is real and how much this is a show. Right. And my mind and the way I think about things and people like that, they're high level puppet masters, in my opinion. So it doesn't, in my mind, I think this is all staged. That's just me because they making money and it only helps them continue to be in the spotlight. Um, because again, common sense wise, I don't see why a man would put that sort of business on the internet. <laughs> it don't make sense to me, but Dang. at the same point, I don't have billions of dollars And I don't live my life on that level of media scrutiny. And I think when you are on that level of media scrutiny, you know how the media works and you can be very manipulative of, you know, what people are going to say or do based off of what you say. And so to me, this is all some high level manipulation. So it's hard for me to know, to feel anything to this because I want, part of me feels like they're just manipulating us to feel a certain way based off us taking what we know of society and life and as parents, and then trying to instill that on what these billion dollar <laughs> media people <laughs> who made a career of playing, the, living their life in front of us to get money. Like it doesn't, you know, it's hard to not think that that's what they're doing, you know, cause it would fit right into everything they want you to do to feel any sort of way about it and to continue to watch. So I don't know how to think about it. I I just don't think it's as simple as what they're presenting it to us.
1: I would not be surprised if they're all in on it. And yeah, to your point about that, when I saw that, the first thing I came to to thinking is is like, if this is true, why are you putting this on blast on social media? That's something that you go to court and, you know, right. Get all this thing taken care of. There's just for me, it was just attention whoring. I find it hard to believe that for their daughter's birthday party that Kim would be trying to keep him away. I I just I really just find that uh, implausible. I really do. But I'll take them. I'll take Kanye at his word, which that takes a lot for me to do and say she did do that. I'm just really thinking based on. I feel like based on Kim's action and Kanye's action, they have been about those kids. So I really just can't believe, even if you are going through a divorce, that they decided to play, that Kim decided for my child's birthday, I'm going to play games with Kanye. Kanye West, who you know is all about that no fucks giving, is with the shit, once all the smoke. So knowing that that's his get down and he will go on and, Instagram and put everything out. I mean, we saw at when, at his presidential rally last year, he put out Kim Kardashian thought about having an abortion. So if he's willing to put that out there, she would have to know you, my daughter's birthday party, you're not coming to that he would go on live or do something about that as well. So that's where I get a little skeptical of this entire story. And it has me thinking, if this is true, Kanye, why are you further feeding into the quote unquote Kardashian media machine and putting this on live?
0: Yeah. I mean, if if it is true, you have to ask yourself, (laughs) then these are some of the most despicable, diabolical, dumbasses of all time (laughs) and their parents, (laughs) You know I'm right. saying, like, and then you have to ask yourself, why are you paying attention to it? It's true. <laughs> because it's like, if it is true, some wild shit. Again, if it is true, Kanye was bug dancing at the White House for Trump. I mean, that's if you just stop right there. It's, well, why would I? I'm really paying attention to this guy, or again, if it is true, she's famous. having a sex tape tape with Ray J. If if, if that's true, you still have to stop yourself and say like, I'm paying attention to people who do that. So that's why I think it's all for show. And I tip my hat to them on one level because they've shown you the most ridiculous circumstances (laughs) and you still believe them. Then they're brilliant. I'm just saying... If it's true, they're brilliant, right? Because we're the ones talking about them. <laughs> she got paid. She's here because of a sex tape. He's bug dancing with one of the most dangerous, ridiculous presidents of all time. <laughs> and he told you it was a, slavery was a choice. <clears throat> if you just take them on their face value, we're the fools and they're doing exactly what they're manipulating, then they're brilliant. Because even with the most ridiculous antics, we would still question their judgments on being parents. And and that's... So, when you say, what do you think about it? Then everyone who actually thinks what they're doing and has a say on it, I mean, you know, and cares, is a goddamn idiot. <laughs> That's how that's how I'm just as it's coming to me. I'm the idiot for even caring because they just showed you they're damn fools. So they're either the worst parents ever, which obviously they must not be because you're not going to be sitting on millions of dollars being a goddamn idiot. Sure. There's a lot of idiots in this world that ain't sitting on nothing. They're busted in the street, dusty. Or struck, you know what I mean? Doing dumb, got multiple baby mamas or baby daddies and aren't really, ain't about shit. Versus these motherfuckers who's sitting on billions and you think they're on baby daddy level? Stop it. (laughs) He's not going to be in the White House if he's a baby daddy mentality. Don't work like that because then your black ass would be there. I'm not saying you, person. You know what I mean? I'm just saying like, the average knucklehead on the street would be high level like that, but you're not. So, it's a little, I, In my opinion, they want you. They want us to think they stupid. You know, they Kanye wants us to think he's a, he's crazy. That's just my opinion. I don't, I don't think he, he ain't that crazy. He's smart enough to to be. I don't know his twenty plus year in a music in a rap industry that. Rappers don't last that long and be the top of mind artists in the world. You think that's dumb? Nope, not at all. Stop. (laughs) That motherfucker's brilliant as fuck. He knows exactly what he's doing. I guess he probably was like, I'd rather be seen as a damn fool, but my family going to be rich forever. Who's the fool? You, it's a, you have to think about, does he really care what you think? Enough that he's going to stop making his paper or is he like, fuck this, I'm hustling. And I'm going to play this role and run all the way to the bank. My kids going to be all the way to the bank. They moms, they was already all the way to the bank. I don't linked up with them and we get in this bag. We're going to stay in the media's eye forever. And they ain't really got shit out. Please, man, they they cashing out. You think these motherfuckers is playing games with their kids? <laughs> they probably playing. They're playing games with our intentions. That's what they're playing with, and they doing a fine goddamn job. Hate them if you want to, which I'm. You can hate them, but why are we talking about them then? <laughs> True that. <bad. laughs> I mean, that's all I got to say about it. So. Yeah, hey, yeah, I guess well, probably 20 years from now, someone will come out with a book that'll really run down the game that Kardashians been playing, Kanye been playing. He'll probably they'd be like, Man, this was a black man. He this month you ain't never seen no artist stay in the conversation this long and, and making top dollar. Way after his music his career should have been over. <laughs> Or like, how is he able to do it? Michael Jackson wasn't able to do that. Prince wasn't doing it like that. Or no other artist that was still at the top of mind. Oh, Mike, you just dick right. I don't like these motherfuckers. I'm just calling it like I see it. (laughs) Aren't they all over the news? Yep, they are. So, I mean, you tell me what's going on. They're running a good game. You know, we think that a billionaire motherfucker got baby daddy issues. If you just stop and think about that statement, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense. Any black? Stop it. Stop it. But oh, hey, he said he was going to beat Pete Davis's ass.
1: Right 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 Kanye ain't never been about that life And he got way too much money To be doing anything like that Let me know
0: Now the day I'll believe it is the day that he gets arrested For something like this Then I'll be like okay Then this shit was real But until then it's just one Antic after the year Year after year of different antics And only thing
1: that's changing is he getting more money I don't believe it now, I wanted to ask your opinion about him buying a house next to Kim.
0: Again, it's I, just I, game. I, it's game. I don't
1: know. Now, I see two sides to it where, you know, some people are like, he's being manipulative. He's trying to control Kim, yada, yada, yada. But then mm-hmm. I see the other side. I'm like, the man has been shown to love his children. So if he can't be in the house with them, he could try to be as close as he can to them. But sure. you're saying it's all game.
0: Well, I say there's a third option. He is being manipulated, but it's manipulating us. <laughs> I, don't, I mean it's game. Like I stop it. Again, if he's getting arrested for trespassing or something like that, then I don't stop it. This billionaire motherfucker, you worry about he buying a house next door to his family. It's,
2: right. That that's
1: what I'm saying. Don't make just stop it. Because <laughs> you, you got to, you also have to remember, like people, people are thinking so small-minded, so micro. You got to think of it, and these are billionaire entertainers. How often you really think they're in those homes within a year, with all the, um, all the activities, all the the television shows, the concert, all the things that they're doing. So. Yeah, it, it makes for a nice headline. Kanye buys house next to ex-wife Kim, soon to be ex-wife Kim. But remember, this both of them are probably traveling the world with all kind of business deals and whatnot. And, and of course, for leisure and entertainment. Yeah, it, it plays into the.
0: Oh, the strained husband drama, it plays into the interracial. Family man. drama yeah. and he's gonna do something to her, you know, the violent black man, crazy black man drama. It, it it plays into all of these things. But like I said, wake me when he gets arrested or something I just don't believe it. Like I don't, it just doesn't I mean again, this is the guy who was bug dancing in the White House. So I I don't put nothing. It's all game. Like I don't put nothing. And he's and he was able enough to do that and then come around and say, a, do a few different things and get people to jump right back on his nuts. So.
1: That's a goddamn shame. Any, too. I anything, didn't an hey,
0: Anything. He, he he knows what he's doing. Kim Kardashian knows what she is doing. They know how to go get this other dude. This would be a great scandal. Go, you know, and start running around, being seen, taking pictures with this cat. Cool. This is gonna keep keep the train rolling. And she invited me into that again. If it was a real issue, when he showed up at that house supposedly when he wasn't invited, they would have arrested his black ass. But because (laughs) the sister, other supposedly the other, come on in. What what then? What did Kim say about it? What did the mama say? She didn't say. So it was all bullshit, man. And who? Then they got they conveniently got pictures of them playing and stuff. Right, I bet you they they sit their kids down like this is what we're doing, and you you live here. This is our household, and we do this, and mommy and daddy are gonna do da da da, da. and you're gonna learn how to do this too. This is how we get our bag. The rest of these the rest the people in the world are idiots. And we're going to, they're going to think that we're, I, I wouldn't actually be surprised if that's what they, I, I mean, when I look at the Kardashians, it look like that's the get down before Kanye and all that. Yo, we're all going to do this reality TV thing. Kim got the wave. This tape thing blew up. When we can run this whole thing, we can do a reality show and all the family members are going to be spotlighted. Everyone's going to have a story. The American people are idiots. Let's get this money. They probably teach that to their family, like this is our thing. And they don't know us, but they think they're gonna know us, and we're gonna make billions off of this, and we're gonna keep this thing. Run- and then they meet Kanye. Listen, you let's get okay, cool. Oh, I've been waiting to meet somebody like you. Let's, let's run this. Okay, cool. We on this level, and we can keep it rolling. Our kids are in on it. Family's in on it. The moms in. Grand, cool. And then the other sisters, they'll have the same type of shit going on with their men, right? And is that not a true? Yeah,
1: sometimes. Yeah, or,
0: was it was it Tristan or who? Yeah, Tristan just, Thompson some other Chloe. black men that are. <laughs> again, it's all the same type of drama, right? Because otherwise, it's a otherwise it's just a hell of a coincidence. If, if, you, if you live, if you think that's the reality, it's just a hell of a coincidence that they all got maybe mama drama and cheating and da 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 and all this sex. To, you know, no, it's all, I just see it all as it's a perfect plan. They all rich as fuck. They all stay in the media. The, the dudes get uh, shitted on a little bit, then they come back and this and this. this, this. It's the whole thing, man. So I just to say salute to them. They're running a good game. That's how I see it. So I don't take none of it for real. Like, and I, again, unless these cats start getting arrested or people start trying to do something, some you know, irreversible, but I ain't really seen, it. oh, he cheated, didn't cheat, or he got divorced, didn't get divorced, but still connected, getting bags. And they still got products and stuff, services. So. And, and they've they've taken it all the way to the top to the White House. Didn't. <laughs> Indeed. i doing they got I'm doing, legitimized. I'm doing I'm releasing the prisoner. Good game. <coughs> good game. Anyway, I don't even want to talk about Salute to all of them. <laughs> wish I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> she, I wish I was doing that. <clears throat> but some of us just have goddamn morals and they're they're what I call Hard hustlers. They hustle hard to the point where they'll they'll be willing to look crazy to get the bag. They don't care how it looks. They're so focused on that paper. They can call you can call me a slut or you can call me a dumb, you know what I mean? A coon. I don't care. What because you just again you're just a dumb American public. You're supposed to do that. As long as I'm getting all the bread, why, why do I care? That's how I look at it. That's what they're saying. Like, I don't care. Oh, you call me a slut? I, cool. I'm richer than you.
1: My family's <laughs> got more power
0: though. We, we with the elites. What I care about with the non elites state. That would be dumb.
2: <laughs> True
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> if you think, you cool who, who, who does Kanye West continuously keep talking? You see, you ain't, you ain't Louie and then you know he always name dropping that he's around these rich and powerful again so if you know that's his mindset he's telling you like I don't give a fuck what you non-elite niggas think I'm with these elite niggas I'm with Mm -hmm. the Rothschilders (laughs) I'm I'm name dropping Zuckerberg and all these cats why would I care what you know little such and such on the street think I'm dumb you can't even afford to talk to me nigga (laughs) 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 <laughs> I'm saying that's why they thinking about it. I don't, how would I, Why would they care Why would he care what you I want you to buy my records or At least think I'm cool or buy my shoes or something Fuck about your Opinion on me
1: no, I, I lose when you
0: don't talk about
1: Right That's why I, people like to call uh, Kim Kardashian No talent I'm like when's the last no talent person Made close to a billion dollars In their lifetime
0: She got talent. She got talent. Business sense. Yeah. And again. Well, yeah, but I was right. But and you're not on your level, so it's easy for us that we'll try to soften the blow. (laughs) Yeah, but see, I have integrity. But right. You know. True. But, you I mean, know, at the end of the day, um, we, we live in an America and America is a, com- not a communist a capitalist society. It's not an integrity society. Success ain't defined by integrity in terms of what the masses think. Right? We, right. we gravitate toward the top of the box office or who makes the most money. This is why we have all these charts and shit. We don't have the charts of who's the most integrity. They ain't never you ain't never seen no news program that come on Monday. Well, last week in integrity, uh, such and such was the most integrative. I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> it's about who made the most money. So don't act like the the, the system don't matter because you ain't a part of it. You, you know what I mean? Like, well, So that's, that's what we have to sometimes stop and look at ourselves and be like, man, let's just keep it a buck. We value who's super rich. But well, we value when people place value on things. It's the same way we look at movies as a, that movie could be some bullshit, but it made the most. That's what matters. The same with people. Anyway, I'm done
2: right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah. Got and we fans? all no, said we all in the game. We all part of the game. Yeah. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, sir. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm, mm, mm. Well, let's see. What else is going on here? Uh, let's see see some. Man, I'm ready for that Janet Jackson documentary, though. I will say that.
1: Yeah, I think that's going to be really, really good. And uh, hopefully it rebuilds the image of Miss Jackson for the non-urban audience.
0: You think she has a bad image?
1: I think, in my opinion, yes, I I feel, I'm going to say bad image, but in the sense that since that Super Bowl, that whole wardrobe malfunction, Mm -hmm. she took a step down. And I don't think she's fully recovered as far as in the mainstream, non-urban black audience. Interesting. Okay. You know, because I I think it's the same way with, and uh, get your panties out of a, a bunch when I say this, with Britney Spears, where... She went through that period of, you know, being crazy, shaving her head off, marrying Kevin Fred in line, having those kids. And until that, what was it, Free, what was it, Free Britney, whatever that documentary was that was on Hulu, all of a sudden people was like, damn, you know, we was wrong for how we treated her. Kind of like, I think this would do the same with Janet. Now person who might take another L coincidentally <laughs> Justin Timberlake the same way apparently he took an L with that uh Britney doc
0: hmm yeah what, what happened to Justin Timberlake I don't I'm following him I don't know if he's
1: no it's kind of interesting because ever since that Super Bowl where he
0: did it he has been quite quiet I remember he came out a couple years ago he was like on some looked like he was on some country or or some like lumberjack style
1: or something Remember yeah, that, that in pictures? That clearly <laughs> didn't hit because I don't have no recollection of that.
0: I was like, oh, he's like, I, I, when I saw that, I was like, he just said, oh, fuck it, I, I ain't doing the the hip hop, the, the, yo, you know, the yo yo
1: yo thing no more. I'm just right. it's going well, back I, to my roots. I gotta think he's at a crossroads between, you know, what is his music, and at the same token. He has the Janet Jackson thing. He has the uh, the Britney Spears thing. And, you know, some within the Purple Army, they didn't like what he did with Prince. So he's trying to figure out what's my lane. And Justin Tim, not Justin Timber, Justin Bieber kind of filled his lane. You know, he started doing some RB hits. And then, of course, Bruno Mars. Oh, yeah, Bruno. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about Bruno. No, no.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, that was kind of the whole. Well, I guess there's other. There's been other people too, though, uh, and I admit I don't know much about them. I only know the one cat because uh, he got the the song on Spider Man. it? Ah, uh, mm-hmm. well. uh, it's on the Spider uh, Man Spider uh, Verse movie. My daughter still plays the song to this day. Um, Is that the one that Miles was singing? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I can't. I can't even think of who that was. It's, his, it's yeah. a white
0: dude. Uh, he was like tats on his face or something. He looked crazy. I didn't know he I was talking about I thought... Post Malone. Yeah, I think that's him. Is it? Again, like I, I said, I could be wrong. I... Let me look it up. Post Malone. Yeah, Post Malone. I'll just say Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The song is called Sunflower. I like the song. It's dope. I think the song is dope personally. I had no idea that was him. Yeah, man. He's not. There's a music video for it, but it's just made up of footage of the movie. And if my six year old is in any indication to other kids, they wearing that song out, man. They wearing ah. that out, the nigga. That's thing. like they wind does cry. Oh no! Don't go there. No, I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> just saying because that movie was a couple years ago. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. 2022. She's still playing. You'll. I don't know how she finds it on YouTube. And continues to play that, and she know it word for word. Wow! I'm like these. I was gonna say there's yeah, a lot no, of these that. songs that kids, because we're not kids. They lo- they loving these songs, man.
1: Yeah, my daughter. Uh, oh my god! I, I, let me try to whisper it. She loves that levitating by Dua Lipa and the baby. Uh, it's been like nine straight months of her singing that hmm. Yeah, it, it's catchy as hell. I can't even lie.
0: Yeah, man, there's a there's it's interesting when you you know, the songs uh that kids are singing. There's a song. Oh, just the two of us. What were we watching? Oh, uh <laughs> here's the dads expose themselves. Transylvania? four i think
1: <laughs> hotel transylvania hotel
0: transylvania there's a I, I think there's a new movie that's on amazon i believe <clears throat> but in the movie the dracula dude he does a whole performance it's just the two of us but it, you know it's dracula singing it and uh my daughter i caught her She's, i don't know how they i think this they'd be i think there's like some algorithms that be watching what they're but she's watching it on YouTube now. The song, I can hear her playing it, and it's just the two. But it's you know a a, a different take on it, and I'm like, it's interesting. Is it The Will a- Smith
1: one, or the no, 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 no.
0: It's a new. It's the Dracula singing.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Hey, it's
0: a newer version. You know, it's based off the original, and I was just like, yeah, these old songs are being played by our kids, but they're hearing them, and not only cover versions, but they're hearing them in these movies. And that's how they're learning a lot of these songs. I don't, I'd be curious if they ever will one day hear the original and they'll probably be like, Oh, they'll probably think the original is copying what they've been watching in these movies half their life. Cause the videos of the originals are not the algorithm ain't playing those on YouTube, right? It's not pushing those in front of them. It's Pushing the you know these other songs, uh, the songs in the movie Sing, for instance. You know, uh, she'll she'll she knows a snippet of Baby Got Back because it's repeatedly being played in that movie, and that's what she wow. thinks. It's, she knows that she thinks that's you know, she probably will think that's what she will identify it with, but in her mind, she would probably be blown away if she knew her dad used to perform that song around the country, right? Like, it's just but these are how kids are hearing a lot of these songs that we know, but they're hearing them in such a very different way. But, I, but it's a testament that these songs are powerful enough that they can be translated. And even those old songs are being used today. just in a different way, you know? Um, I, I find it interesting, you know, uh, let's go crazy is the first number and sing too. Um, and it's, it's kind of cool because it's going to put that song in some kids' minds that they would have never heard it otherwise. Uh, And then I think, yeah, they're going to continue to keep watching the videos of these songs and learn it. You know, just like I know, we don't talk about Bruno. (laughs) We don't talk about Bruno.
1: I ain't even seen that movie. (laughs) But I know the song... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, <laughs> uh, that Lin-Manuel Miranda, that is a musical genius, or at least a theatrical film musical genius. Cause I-, I can't go a day without my daughter singing one of those songs from that movie Encanto. Wow. Still don't know what the damn movie's about. Yeah. Still not.
0: Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, very powerful. That's, that's why I always say, you know, we were talking about Disney plus on uh discord. And it's it's not a powerful enough thing for me. I do appreciate the content that's on there, but I know that for children, she's eating that up, and I even, I, and I think she eats it, eats it up more outside of Disney Plus. But that's where the content is originating from. But the, you know, all of, a lot of those movies have just been clipetized on YouTube, and the kids are watching those clips over and over from these movies. Uh, and I think we're going to be its very interesting to see when they start to really grow up that they've been internalizing the clips of these movies and how they'll see movies, you know, how they'll start to take in things later where they're so used to seeing parts, their favorite parts of these movies, but not the entire movie. Like they may have watched the entire movie once or twice, but they know individual sections of that by heart. And I don't think we, we didn't grow up with that. Right. You couldn't watch clips of movies when we were kids. You had to watch the whole fucking movie. (laughs) There was no, you you know what I mean? There was nothing that would show you clips from the movies over and over and over and over. So this would be a whole different, you know, different way that they see things. It's going to be very interesting. But with that said, I think we can wrap it up.
1: Unless you had something else. I I had a couple of recommendations. Um, I was laid up in the bed for almost 13 days or so. So I had nothing but time on my hands to uh to watch the uh The Book of Boba Fett. I I like it. I know some are feeling like it's unnecessary, uh but for me, I again, more Star Wars, I think it's the same uh quality maybe a, a tad below The Mandalorian, but I mean, come on, it's The Mandalorian. That's the Dude, it's kind of hard to follow that up. It's like saying uh, some of these Marvel movies end on the same level of Endgame and Infinity War. That's top notch. Right. Uh, So, yeah, I I definitely recommend that. I watch, you know, there's a a show on HBO Max that got recommended from a Google search. I did called Love Life uh, for, you know, my melanated folks. Watch the second season. It stars the guy uh, from The Good Place. Uh, I can't, uh, I can't think of his, what his name is. A really great show. It's ten episodes. Really great show, showing uh, essentially this black man uh, who had this. He was married, and then he gets he kind of got his Will Smith on, to be honest, in the sense that he he was married to he had his wife. He thought he was happy, and then he met someone that was his soulmate. And there's a whole lot of stuff that goes into those 10 episodes with some of the relationships that he has, the relationships that get squandered. Um, I, I don't want to spoil it, but I think it's a really great, uh, episode. I just kind of hate the fact that it's in New York. Cause I'm like, why does everything have to be in fucking New York? Whatever. Uh, then I bought into the hype and I ended up watching, uh, the, uh, made on, uh, the maid on uh, Netflix, uh, kind of got me in my feelings. Because so here's this maid, she's living in, I think she's in the Detroit area or uh, somewhere in the Midwest. And she had an issue with uh, her baby daddy. You know, she was suffering from emotional abuse from him. And she ended up bouncing in the middle of the night because she was like, I can't have my child around but They have a, I think it was a two-year-old. And she's going to social services and they're telling her uh, how effed up the game is where you have to have a job in order to get food stamps and in order to get section eight and all these things she had to deal with. She got this crazy mother, eccentric mother. <laughs> then she has um, her father. And I'm just watching this movie think. I mean, watching the show thinking now, the, the cold part about it is there are sisters every day that have the same decision and we deride them as welfare queens. But here we are. They're making an inspiring movie about this young white woman having to deal with these situations. But that aside, it's a really good uh, uh, viewing experience. And I, I have to I can't recommend it any uh, higher than I could. Uh, yeah. And then lastly, I, I told Mike about it. Mad Dogs. Oh, yeah. Absolutely love that show. It's a, a show from 2017 on Amazon Prime. Uh, these uh, four dudes from different racial backgrounds, they go down to Belize to go kick it with one of their homies who apparently uh, got cashed out on some type of deal. And But they find out that the homie uh, who played, um, uh, what's his name? The guy from Titanic, the, uh, the, ev- the evil guy that Rose didn't want to marry. Uh, he was doing some illegal stuff with some uh, some drug dealers or some real con- uh, criminal connected uh, guys, and they all get in- intertwined with all that's going on. The police, the believe be- the black Belizean natives. It's really well written, and I enjoyed that series. I w- binge watched that in two days. I think I'll, I'm going to watch that tonight. I'm, I mean, we need to catch that after you told me about it. Yeah, you, you got. Out. I loved it. And and for me, what I really liked about it was that it was set in Belize and they really made the, Mm -hmm. the locals, the environment, the Belize itself. Be a character within the show where you're just feeling like because they're all out there, it just made the story just come more alive because they're sitting there thinking like, oh, we can't do that because we in Belize, or they t- they keep constantly reminding them, you ain't in America, this is Belize. They here's these white people and one brother trying to get to the embassy and hoping to get saved because they in Belize, and I just love that whole aspect of it.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Um, oh, I was going to ask you. I think I asked you online. Did you watch Don't Look Up? We honestly yes, yes I did. Yes I did. What did you think about that?
1: I thought it was... It's not as good as everybody's making it for me, I didn't enjoy it as well as everybody, but I absolutely loved how here are these si- I, I, I clearly saw the satiricalness and the um, how they were showing how Americans and the media was uh was taking these things. We have this serious issue, and people are trying to find a way to make money off of it or to to uh, distract uh society because you know we don't want to bring them down and I'm just like. God damn. And seeing these uh, scientists, uh, Jennifer Lawrence's character and Leonardo DiCaprio's character just like uh, just spaz out because no one's taking them serious. I was like, oh, I see what y'all doing. But I think it could have been done better in my opinion. Okay. Uh, I will say I had heard the
0: hype but I, didn't, I never watched the review or even bothered to see what the movie is about. I just see people kept mentioning it. So I was like, all right, let me Let me watch this. This It's probably going to be corny. Uh, I started watching it. And then when I saw what it was about, and I was like, okay, this is satirical. And I was like, wow, this is kind of funny. And I was getting, some parts I'll get frustrated because of the actions of people in the movie. I was getting frustrated, but I have to say when it was over, I thought that movie was low key terrifying. (laughs) like I, I was sad to me at the i was like I, and i'm not i'm not going to lie there's a scene toward the end when they're all gathered at the dinner table you know having that last supper i guess you could say yeah yeah i started crying watching that man like i call me a pussy boy I, I started crying i teared up i was like god damn this shit cuz i'm thinking i don't hesitate to want to spoil it but <clears throat> I'm thinking like, cause it's, it's, you know, it's a almost like a comedy, like, but then it starts to get very real to me. And I was like, okay, right, are they going to turn this around? Like, all right, this is, a, you know, this is some Hollywood shit. And then it starts to play, playing out. And I'm like, no, they're going to just commit to what they're doing. And that shit got very sad to me. And I was like, gosh, it's kind of scary to me. Cause I could see this shit happening, And I just was like, God damn. And I was start, I would watch it. I mean, I watched it all the way to the end. I was, you know, I was just going to say they, there's a point when they go into space. And I thought that that was funny, but I thought it was also very scary. And I just thought, God, what a, I was almost on my belly. What a fucking waste. I was like, God, will we throw it all away on some bullshit? And I thought that movie was a harsh mirror to the face of America. Like, I I see now, I see why I saw some people was kind of didn't like it, but I didn't really want to hear what they, you know, what it was about. Now I know why certain people probably don't, they probably hate this movie. I thought this movie was cutting, man. Like, uh, I, whoever made this, I, I was like, bravo, like, you want some other shit because I just thought it was uh it was dark to me man and not necessarily a good way but I think everyone should watch it at least even if you don't like it I just think it's a very interesting look at our society how we do with each other again we talked about value earlier and how people value money and power versus integrity and just I was just like, gosh, I felt you know I was sad because I was thinking the kids and I watched, and I was like, God damn, we would fuck it all up, <laughs> and these kids don't deserve this shit. Yep, <laughs> and I was like, God, and just the president, and then they have like the Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos type, Elon Musk, sick mother. I knew it when they first showed, dude. I was like, that motherfucker, is sick. <laughs> Just the way he was talking. I was I hated that dude. I, was, I hate cats like that, man. It's like somebody need to slap the shit out of his mouth. The arrogant, you know, act like nobody else really matters. And then that fake ass talking slow like they smart motherfucker. <laughs> I could stand that motherfucker. And then when I was, and then he left the show for a while, and I was like, "There's a reason why they showed that motherfucker. Something going. I was like, this, 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 he's not out of the movie. And when he comes back into it, I was like, you know, I bet you they be doing this shit. Well, you just have a back door to the president, and they just fucking dick ride him because he's the most powerful, richest dude in the world. And I was like, this motherfucker. Did you see the? I, I, there's one part I do want to talk about. It was the part where the Bill Gates type dude, he was like, I know your whole life. You know, I have the algorithm on you. I've been watching you. And he's like, he could tell you how you was going to die and what you was worth and all this kind of shit. And he was telling that to the Leo character. You remember that part?
2: Nah, Um, I I
1: can't remember
0: that. There was a part when the Leo's character sort of tried to confront the... Bill Gates dude and he was like dude you don't you're not listening to nobody like some other scientists want to double check your work and, and do it. They were firing all the other scientists and nobody could corroborate. Right.
2: Right. Right. right, right.
0: And then he was trying to tell the dude and the president was standing there and she wasn't saying shit and then the dude just started going and going in. on What do you mean you you know he talked like that real slow. You couldn't tell me anything. I know your whole life. My algorithm has been following you for da-da-da-da. And you was just busting him down, you know, like you're not gonna do shit. And I was wanna leo say, man, I don't give a fuck about these. I wanted to say, did the algorithm tell you I'm about to slap the shit out of you? How you going <laughs> how you gonna stop me from beating your ass right here before they can run and grab me? I'm gonna be and knock you the fuck out. Ah, oh, that dude irritated the hell out of me. And then the shit he did at that last part. I have got to go use the bathroom. I'll be right back. I was like, man, if they don't, (laughs) I was like, this motherfucker, (laughs) it was just a cold movie to me, man. Like, there's so many little things that was going on that you can peep out before the shit hits the fan. You can see the signs of some of the shit that was coming. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Uh, Salute to uh, Tyler Perry was in it. I thought he was good. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. The only person who sucked in the movie to me was Kid Cudi. And I don't know if they made him act like that on purpose. His acting was horrible to me. I was like, what is he doing? But that one, was that Ariana Grande or is that somebody that was made to look like her? No, that was Ariana Grande. That was her, okay. I thought they were clowning the fuck out of her. I was like, damn, what? that's so spot on. But I guess that was her. <laughs> I thought they were still low-key clowning what she represented, but I guess she's in on it, so.
1: But yeah, th- hey, when you want to get clicked in, sometimes you got to take those self-referential <laughs> I, roles. Yes, I but yeah, I, I thought that was a brilliant movie, and I know I see
0: why they dogging the hell out of that one because that shit, to me, it was pointing the finger at a lot of these motherfuckers in the media, and they damn sure ain't gonna want to be called out. Um, but yeah, I thought it was brilliant, man. That's I that was one of the best movies
1: I've seen in a little bit, my opinion. But Speaking of uh, films that got dogged out that I think you might have seen, um, did you, uh, Eternals, did you finish that? I did. Uh, it
0: just, it, it didn't work for me, man. Um, I wanted to like it, and I will say, at parts, it looked visually stunning in parts. Uh, I do tip my hat to the way it was shot, some of the parts. But <clears throat> I know, I just think that the, the, the storytelling method that they used with a lot of the flashbacks coupled with so many characters, it didn't work. Uh, unlike, and, and it can be done. I mean, to me, when you look at something like uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, where it spends the time to really introduce the characters, but here I don't feel like it spent the time to introduce enough about any of these characters to the point that I cared about them to to sit with it this long um so i just didn't i don't know if there's another version of the movie that was knocking people's socks off when they made it but i watched (laughs) it and i was like they knew they had to know that this wasn't this wasn't it but the committee you know were they gonna not put it out but uh it's yeah just it didn't work for me man
1: yeah for me I think it was too long. Visually, it looked amazing. The fight scenes were great, especially the uh, the speedster. But I felt like it was feeling itself just a little too much that, oh, okay, we can slow it down and show you this. So we can show you that. It's like they were trying to do too much. They were trying to show Icarus and I can't think of her name, uh, their love story. They're trying to show how the impact of the Eternals and their various... Um, exploits after they broke disbanded then they want to introduce the deviants then they want to have the icarus breaks bad then they want to say oh the celestial is going to destroy the it, it was just too much it was just too much
0: yeah the, the best part to me was actually the it's the post credits hmm. I, I don't i don't know the character but the way the tone of when that character if that's who that is. And he had like a little elf dude with them or something. Yeah. 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 The tone of that, I was like, this is, this seems like what I was sort of expecting it to be. It, it felt like it was, uh, it was that part. And it was also the part toward the end where the, I don't know what the name was, the, the big red guy, when he pulled them at the end, oh, it was yeah, like, you're yeah, going to yeah. pay for th-. That's what I wanted to see. I was like, now, this is some cosmic other world type shit. Like, I was like, okay, I don't even know who this cat is, but he just looks scary, and it just looks so epic. that I was like, this is, now I want to watch it. <laughs> I was like, oh, this looked like some, like, the world is in balance type shit. It just felt like they were trying to make it more grounded during the movie, which that's not what I wanted to see from these characters, because I don't know nothing about them. And I just thought if they just showed us some super grand, epic shit, It would have felt, it it felt like a fantasy at that point. And that's why when I saw the elf dude and the other guys like, okay, this feels like a great adventure fantasy space, spectacular. And it seemed like it was fun, but that was the end of the movie. I was like, ah, this other shit, they were showing us trying to be all serious and get into the so-called backstories of these characters. Either the characters have to be super dynamic for us to get into them it to work but they weren't Which, so it wasn't like i didn't care to see just this accelerated version of these backstories i did you know and then it was yeah. just jumping back and forth and it would introduce characters without introducing who they were but you would see them and then they would disappear and they'd go back to the other person and then they would come back around to get into that person
1: ah. yeah to me the only really interesting character was uh what is his name um Camille Najiani, I hope I'm saying that right, Kingo's character, because he went on and said, forget all this altruistic stuff. I'm going to go to India and become a big Bollywood star. <laughs> and I'm like, if you can live forever, why not? And him having a great-grandfather, a grandfather, and he's being himself. I'm like, that's, that's a story I actually want to see, what he was doing there. But I mean, the other people's and their stories, it just was kind of just there. And my other thing was, and I said this before, I guess Angelina Jolie really wanted to be in a Marvel film because I'm like, what the hell did she do? Because <laughs> it was like, you you needed Angelina Jolie to play that character?
0: Yeah, they could have saved some money and
1: spent that <laughs> on something else. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I would almost say Selma Hayek, but, you know, she, at least she had some importance to the story. But Angelina Jolie... Again, it It must have been because she got like seven kids at home. It's like she want to look cool to him. That's that's what I came away with. Yeah,
0: and and let me say this. Paper boy. You better kick ass in the next season or Atlanta or else. Because that wasn't it, bro. That wasn't it. Mm -mm. I I'm trying to remember what he was in before. It was He was in something. <sighs> See, this is why I like... What's my other brother from uh, Atlanta? Lakeith Stanfield? This is why I like Lakeith, man. He understands the power of coming off of a great show like Atlanta and the underdog status of like okay I did my thing on that now I'm about to go take these other roles and really put it down and understand how my fans see me and they want to see me rise in the next role and the next role in the next role and he's not playing dumb shit he could he, he can be he's in some wild movies right but he always kind of like does his thing in the, in the characters. And I feel like he respects like the rise when we see guys like them. We want to see them win because you came off a show that we love. And to me, Paperboy, I, you just assume like, oh, man, he going to kill it, too. Like he's a dope actor. But I just can't. I just feel like the stuff that he be in, it, it makes me want to shake my head like, man, what are you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm looking at his uh, tomography. I'm like, what movie are you talking about? I saw he was in Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, see, that was kind of...
0: I mean, I like that movie, but his character, I feel like he's better than doing something like that. Like, you're playing the goofy... You know what I mean? It's like he's not playing the strong character. and in, in my opinion, he came to a <coughs> strong in, as Paperboy. That's where I know him from, right? So I'm just like, okay, you're not playing out of character. It would be like, like again, to me, like if Lakeith started playing goofball roles and he comes from, he almost is playing a goofy type of character in a sense, but he plays that smoke dog character with some intelligence and is, fu- you know what I mean? It's smart funny. It's not buffoonery funny. And to me, Paperboy, I just would assume like since he was more of the lead in Atlanta, of course he gonna come out the gate with some strong roles. I just feel like the stuff, the, the thing he did in uh, Godzilla, I'm saying, okay. He was in something else I think. But then seeing this, that ain't it bro.
1: Uh, well there's uh, Vivo, it. I don't remember what that was. The woman in the window uh yeah, I don't know. I can't recall anything else he's been in.
0: He ain't been in nothing that to the level of what I expect him coming off of Atlanta. That's what I'm trying to say. And it been a high profile movie like this, Eternals.
1: Nah, man. Stop. Yeah, I'm looking at Lakeith. He's had some uh, really good opportunities. Um, Lakeith's killing him. He was, he was snooping straight out of Compton. He did Sorry to Bother You, which... I mean, regardless of which, regardless yeah, of how he, I he think did of his thing, film, thing it that. got critical acclaim. Yeah, he did yeah. his thing on that. He wasn't goofy enough. <laughs> yeah. It was a. Um, he was in Uncut Gems. I, he yep. killed it in that. Knives Out. The photograph. I didn't see it, but I I've saw, heard good things it. about it. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah. didn't kill no, that. No. Yeah. Uh, the other guy got the Oscar for it. The Harder They Fall. Ah, oh, he man, did, did thing his thing in that. Yes, man, he got they killed his character, but he was dope he, in Yeah, he, he was hella dope so yeah
0: yeah man that's what I'm saying like it's like come on man and, and, and I'm saying like Paperboy again I'm just going off of the character obviously that, that don't mean that's who the actor is I get that but he was such a strong presence in that show to me and, and he's a great actor I just want to see him do something on the level of what he did on Atlanta that's all I'm saying I don't know if he's had a starring movie role yet. Maybe he hasn't, but I hope he gets one, man. And I hope it's a dope character. Not, not somebody who's playing no agendas. I'm not saying nothing wrong, him playing a gay man and nothing like that. But come on, man. He wasn't even doing nothing in that movie to me. Oh, like They didn't really give him enough
1: okay. to do nothing. Did you get to the part where I said that they was on some fuckery with the black man? See, I don't know which part you were talking about because the whole thing—the so... the part where they—they're essentially saying he invented the nuclear oh, bomb. Oh yeah, all right. man. Like, when that came, I was, just, I was just like, stop it! I was, I was, I was like, get the fuck out of here! that's
0: what I'm saying. Like, I just like that was so ridiculous. I didn't even like just like, come on, man, stop it! <laughs> what are you talking
1: about? <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> I was, of all, of all the things, I, I was like, come on, I could have did something. And then like, like to, to your point, I think you may like, okay, he, he's black skinned. He's not a real earthling, but you know, I got what I said when I saw that. I was like, wait a minute, this has you crying like a little bitch and upset with humanity, but the 400 years of slavery in America. <laughs> they don't even and, address that and in the raping
0: movie. of Africa. I thought there was, I actually did they have that in the movie. I thought you said it comes later. So I didn't see nothing about that in the movie.
1: Well, no, because uh, uh, the white dude—it's <laughs> amazing how that worked. He ended up freeing the, that indigenous uh, city and taking them with them, so they weren't getting wiped out by the uh, conquistadors. Oh, man. I'm just—I'm sorry. If Tariq, like I said, if Tariq saw this movie, he would pick that shit apart. And any, like any pro black person, I'd have a huge problem with that, because I did.
0: Yeah, like I guess the whole movie just was lukewarm to me, you know. It's, it's cool. I'm glad I didn't go to the theaters to see it, I'll say that. Because I would have straight fell
1: asleep on that
0: one. That was way too long to be at the theater.
1: Uh, and I got one more. Uh, I know you haven't watched the series, but uh, Cobra Kai, I binge watched that in three days. No, two days. Mm. I probably I seen cannot. like four or five episodes of the season one
0: back in the day, but
1: Man. It used to be on YouTube, didn't it? Yeah, it was started on YouTube. That's last watched it. was on Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Netflix, they picked it up and it became one of their most watched uh, series. So apparently they've they greenlit. They're, they're already filming season five. They've already greenlit season six. Oh, okay. Now, for me, like season, I enjoy season two and three. Some people said that it took a step down after season one. Season four, I absolutely loved it. There were so many <laughs> plot lines that they were able to competently weave throughout the whole series. Mm-hmm. Um, that even the, the kid actors, they didn't annoy me as, as much as they did in series in a, a series past. They had a number of redemption stories. They had a number of psychological stuff. Cause it was, I mean, I don't know if you know the Karate the kid mythos, but they brought this character back, Terry Silver, and he's the only one that got sits, cause you you got Johnny who's holding on to some shit that happened in the in in his teen years, and he's pushing fifty. You got uh, Danny LaRusso who was winning. Not only did he win the karate tournament, he got the bad chick, and now he's he's making uh, hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars with his car company. He's stealing his feelings about uh, high school. You got the dude, the evil. Um, Cobra Kai sensei, he's still mad about, uh, how things, uh, happen, but Terry Silver, who's worth, I guess when you got money, you don't, you, let's just slide off. He's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And he's like, dude, you really want me to fight this high school, uh, beef? Let it go. And I'm like, I was just clapping like, yeah, let it go. I, after the series, uh, the season was over and I put up on Facebook, the lesson of Cobra mm-hmm. is that men need to take their ass to therapy and work through shit they should have let go decades ago. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so good to see that, but they ended up doing something with that Terry Silver character that made sense. And they had a twist at the end where I was like, oh, shit, that dude creased and fucked up <laughs> and made a monster. I love this season. I can't wait for the next one. Did I see something
0: where they're gonna have Mr. Muraki, or did he pass away?
1: He passed away. They've oh, okay. been doing flashbacks with him, but you know, not so much. Oh, and also, I watched the uh, Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass? What is that? That's the one where there's this uh, <laughs> pastor. It comes to this small island town, and miracles start happening. When you find out what it is, you're just gonna be like, man, it's some bullshit. <laughs> I ended up just watching it because my daughter told me, you didn't see the end. You didn't see the end and what happened. I was like, when, when I figured out what was going on, I was like, this is some
2: bullshit.
1: Hmm. But I mean, go ahead and watch it if you, you have to, but you're not going to like what the twist is.
0: This isn't the same pastor who spit in his hand and rubbed on a dude's face, is it?
1: I ain't even going there. I'm just, I rebuke that. <laughs> <laughs> I totally rebuke that. The power of Christ, similar nah. I'm gonna see <laughs> Yeah, all right, don't play around.
0: <laughs> Catching the spirit in here. All right, well, man.
1: Catching HPV.
0: <laughs> I don't know what that is, but all right. <laughs> Well, I think we're gonna wrap things up here yeah, and get up out of here. Um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had a good time listening to us rant and rave and listen to me rant and rave, of course. Uh and Pooh, sir. Where can they find you online?
1: Uh if you know my Twitter and Instagram, that's where you'll find me. I gotta right. be on hush mode I got too much money at stake. Hilarious. He's on his Kanye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> too rich to talk to you, niggas.
1: <laughs> I ain't fumbling. I'm not fumbling no bag. The 2022. Get the bag. Don't fumble it.
0: There you go. There you go. All right. Well, check us out at podcastjuice.net. Of course, you can look us up on all your social media platforms and YouTube. And with that, work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace.